mainly it's just because we're looking. And it's one of those years where there seems to be a lot of birds. Uh, sometimes numbers can be cyclical to a point, and maybe we're just hitting one of those. It's a perfect storm where we have more time to look and maybe there's more birds to look at. At least I hope that's the case. I hope it means they all wintered well and they're bringing back good uh, numbers. I had two red-headed woodpeckers at the feeders here. One was eating suet and one was eating uh, some sunflower seeds. I tried to take some pictures of it and of course it was a time of day where they were all backlit so they're just miserable photos but uh, Scarlet Tanager, a black-winged redbird, had one of those in here in the yard. You know I'm glad that people are seeing so many birds. What a meager existence it would be without birds. Birds bring comfort and prove that every abnormal or pandemic cloud has a silver lining. And I walking through the yard this morning, uh, I walked through a community of common blue violets. And their colors varied greatly. They weren't huge plants. Edna Ferber wrote, big doesn't necessarily mean better. Sunflowers aren't better than violets. And to me, what are violets? They're free flowers. I don't have to do anything. They just come <laughs> there and they grow. Uh, you know, fritillary. a lot of people call those weeds. I've noticed discussions on the garden oh. sites, and they're saying, weeds, get rid of them. But, I mean, they are so pretty. Yeah, nothing that beautiful can be a weed. And I know there's purple loosestrife and things that people bring up, and they certainly uh, are weeds. But, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to find a weed that is that beautiful it just uh, I, I love seeing them I, I've often told a story about planting them in the backyard along with ferns I dug up violets and ferns from the the woods as a boy and planted them in the backyard and said <laughs> a prayer said please Lord just let these things live they're so beautiful and it was that within a couple of years we had a backyard that was completely violets and ferns which if you don't like mowing the lawn much it was a pretty cool thing to be did your parents uh, mind that you did that or were they happy they were uh, happy just that i was occupied in a good activity oh. I think. so yeah <laughs> kept me out of other mischief and uh, yeah no both mom and dad uh, uh dad particularly loved flowers and just uh, thought that was pretty cool that i like flowers and and then there were free flowers, too, which was probably even better. Uh, fritillary caterpillars feed on the leaves of violets. Uh, the violet, you know, it's a state flower of four states, Rhode Island, Illinois, oh. New Jersey, and Wisconsin. And the story is, after his defeat in oh, 1814, and while he was deliberating whether to contest banishment to Elba, Napoleon was given violets by a child, and he took it as a sign that he should accept exile meekly, like a <laughs> shrinking violet. And he declared the violet his emblem oh. and earned the nickname Corporal Violet. You know, my mom's name was Violet. And when she was active in politics, they did a, a editorial cartoon that was a picture of uh, like her. And then they had this pot that had a violet in it and the violet was going around um, just huge violet. said, she ain't no shrinking violet. Well, because my mom oh. for what she believed in. So, you know. <laughs> well, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. In the paper, even though the local paper. So there oh we go. Oh, my gosh. She was a celeb. 
in in um, all of um, Amory, Wisconsin. That's true. Poke out. <laughs> Well, I, I saw Morning Dove out there picking around on the violets as I walked, and mice and Morning Doves will feed on the seeds of common blue violets. And also wild turkeys, rabbits, deer, and cattle will eat the foliage. Although oh. I, you know, being an old cow guy, I don't think it was their favorite food. And no. I'm guessing that's probably true of deer and rabbits and turkeys. They would certainly eat it. But they would look for something else on the menu first and then say, all right, now I'm going to eat the violets. Uh, a postcard arrived from John in New Ulm. He saw two sandhill cranes walking in his dad's yard and street. And uh, recently he saw one adult and two young foxes on dad's driveway. Uh, my His phone camera takes crap outdoor long photos, <laughs> so he got bad pics of all the above. And he said uh, he sees adult geese with very young ones, and a one male turkey stops by his dad's yard. He said he needs a good camera. Well, I hope you get one, John. Uh, Russ Benedict said, I saw two fledgling American robins emerge from the nest under the solar panels at my house. They appear to be standard fledgling size. In other words, they do not appear to have left the nest unusually early. I've not kept careful notes on fledgling dates, but this seems pretty early. It'd be interesting to know if the location of the nest under solar panels, which gets quite warm when the sun is out, sped up the development of the young. Our other robin nest located under a, an elevated deck has four eggs in it. And the eastern Phoebe nest, five feet away from the robin nest under the deck, has at least four mostly naked nestlings. Boy, I have no idea. I, I wouldn't think the nest under the solar panels, I wouldn't think that would speed up anything. I'm thinking one just got a head start on the other one as far as nesting goes. I'm looking out my window and uh, there's a, uh, uh, an eaves trough running around the house, uh, a gutter. And there's dead leaves flying out of it. And I believe there's a brown thrasher up there chucking leaves out. It's really an odd thing. There was a steady stream and stop now of leaves falling from the sky, only those dead brown ones. So uh, my wife counted them. We had uh, 10 indigo buntings on the ground, which was really cool seeing that many. And I know because she counted them. Uh, Jeanine Reese of Clarks Grove said, so many yellow finches this year. Do you know why such a party? Um, <laughs> they like you, Janine, I think is the reason. So, uh, Deb Goodnature says, is it normal to see sandhill cranes in our area? I was walking our dog by Clarks Grove. I heard a strange call, and to my surprise, there were two sandhill cranes in a field. They did not like me or my dog, Nellie. And she also has Orioles, rose-breasted grosbeaks have returned. She said, I love watching the birds. Uh, thanks for the radio show. It's a blessing, and I am thankful. You're always interesting and informative and make me smile. Well, you, you, make, you make us smile, Deb. And, yeah, boy, people are seeing more sandhill cranes. I don't remember so many reports of sandhill cranes as this year. And, again, I think it's because people are taking the time to look. Uh, Neil Bad of Heartland and Marta Hebronson of Heartland saw hummingbirds on May 14th. 
Doug Keezer at the Armstrong Wetland Restoration in Steel County said it's crawling with shorebirds, Willet, Hudsonian Godwits, stilt sandpipers, short-billed dowagers, white rump sandpipers, hundreds of black terns, ibis. Kimberly Emerson said there's a glossy ibis just south of Medelia. There's a marsh there. And she also saw an American avocet and ruddy turnstone, which are a couple of really cool birds to see. Semi-palmated plovers, black-bellied plovers, willets, Hudsonian godwits, uh, Dunlin, Wilson's phalaropes, woolly spinners. Wilson phalaropes, phalaropes are cool because the female is, uh, is prettier more brightly colored than the male. Uh, redneck phalarope, stilt sandpiper, leaf sandpiper, semi-palmated sandpiper, both yellow legs, and there's a great tail grackle at the marsh as well. Uh, Sharon Holzer found a flock of ibis at the Mulligan WMEA in Brown County. Andy Nihus saw in Wimbrel at the Dexter Sewage Ponds. That's in uh, Mauer County. Kathy Thom said, I had a red-headed woodpecker for three days near Fairbolt. Now I've not seen him. Very disappointed. I thought I died and went to heaven because I grew <laughs> up on a farm, and we always had them. Uh, Judy Schwab of Owatonna said, had a male scarlet tanager, five male rose-breasted grosbeaks, a male indigo bunting, and many goldfinches. How beautiful. Marianne Gregory saw a pair of scarlet tanagers at the Oriole feeder this morning. Just before their arrival, a catbird came in. First time ever at my feeder. Have recently had rose-breasted grosbeak, Orioles, house wren, and cardinals. John Holt of Albert Lee uh, saw a, uh, sent me a photo of a female rose-breasted grosbeak. Peggy Swenson of Albert Lee said, Greetings from the bird paradise. She said, maybe it's because I'm home more, but I've never seen so many birds at our estate here in Bancroft Township. I don't know where to start. She had 19 species of warblers, wow. Wow. 19. She said there's orchard orioles, swainsons, thrushes, uh, she says at least 40 goldfinches at a time. Uh, many, oh, she has such a long list, many white-throated sparrows, one white crown, she had a bald eagle fly over, vultures, bobolinks, a tree and barn swallow, she had bluebirds, indigo buntings, she said, if I count April, I've had northern harrier, red-breasted nuthatch, said, I've got flycatchers and more warblers and sparrows to go yet this month, and there's at least one vireo I have yet to make a positive ID on. Who needs TV? Oh, thank you, Peggy. I always appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Tim Scott sent me an article from the New York Times. It said, America's killer lawns. Homeowners use up to 10 times more pesticides per acre than farmers do but we can change what we do in our own yards. Uh, Ruth Searle uh, from Woodbury said, we have few signs, a few signs of spring here. Mama Robin built her nest under my deck again. Saw both mom and dad checking over the contents, but can't tell if the babies have hatched. Mom is sitting again. A pair of Orioles found my offering, so I'll watch to see if they stay around. And the hummingbirds are back. 
Karen Daniels said, I have a little wren birdhouse in my yard. I think they cheeped all day. No kidding. Is that possible? I enjoy sitting on my back porch. The robins are busy feeding babies. So there are squirrels and bunnies are busy. I'm not near woods, but in the middle of town. Yeah, I think they can cheep all day. Uh, Manly Olson saw chimney swifts. Uh, Chad Hines saw a Carolina wren and a common tern. The common tern was in Watton County and the wren was in uh, Blue Earth County. Uh, Bob Jansen saw by Alden and Mansfield in Freeborn County a tufted titmouse. I had one of them in my yard all winter. Uh, Wayne Fetter, uh, who was a cross country coach here at uh, New Richland Heartland High School, for years, uh, number one in the state with him as at the helm. Saw a black neck stilt in uh, Faribault County. A uh, Sharon Holzer in Brown County saw a common golden eye in Lone Tree Lake. And I have no idea where Lone Tree Lake is. I probably should. Mm-hmm. I know it's in Brown County. Dave Barkey saw a lark sparrow in Waseca County. A Sharon Holzer also saw a Hensel Sparrow in Brown County, and Chad Hines saw one of those in Blue Earth County. Uh, Diedrich Benz in Alts Marsh in Mauer County. I know where that is, white-faced ibis. Uh, Stephen Hudek in Martin County saw a summer tanager, and Janet Majeris in Steele County saw an American avocet. Carol Lang sent me a photo of what appears to be a leaf flycatcher. <clears throat> so it's great to hear from y'all. Somebody asked, do citronella candles work to discourage mosquitoes? You know, anytime, Karen, you say something bad about uh, candles, it's like saying something bad about cats. <laughs> uh, people become upset. They just say, oh, candles are just... Um, it, it, I, I have to say, no, I've, I've checked a lot of research and has found that they're no more effective in repelling mosquitoes than is burning any scented candle. So I oh, guess, really? yeah, any candle you put out there will probably do the same job. And, and I'm sorry, citronella candle lovers everywhere. It's just, uh, I want... What about, what about those, those plants like the, like the geraniums and that sort of things? Are those help at all do you think i think some of them do do help a little bit the problem with so many of those is you'd have to crush them and probably put them in a spray or something to really make them work well so i i you know i i want all these things to work i want something you know i want a (laughs) a vaccination for this pandemic tomorrow that uh, that works and i want some kind of like uh, tomato juice to become the new mosquito spray and if you drink enough tomato juice you'll never be bitten again by a mosquito that's i want all those things and i want them now you know how we are have you heard about that new really aggressive gnat that they've been talking about i don't know if we talked about that last week or not i haven't noticed it yet but up in the twin cities they're saying that it's an especially aggressive gnat and I have not noticed them yet. Have you? I have not. Uh, last year, uh, 
they were terrible. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, the buffalo gnats or black flies, and people give them, uh, I heard some people refer to them as punkies, and uh, well, I heard a lot of people refer to them in names that I wouldn't be able <laughs> to say on the radio. But we in a softball, and people were just covered with these things. Uh, a friend said he felt like uh, some sort of roadkill on the road covered with flies. These little guys just, uh, they love biting us, and they, we get the joy. You know, people always talk about black flies up north and things. Well, last year, we got all the joy of that without having to travel through all that traffic and go north. So we just we could just sit here at home and say, boy, these guys, uh, it's just like being in the cabin. Someone asked, what's the difference between a bill and a beak? Well, your Uncle Bill is not your Uncle Beak. Uh, don't call him that. Trust me on that one. Uh, the, the words are synonymous. I know in 4-H they used to say, well, what is the, uh, is uh, a duck's bill, is it a bill or a beak? And then you had to get the right answer, and I, I think it was probably bill was the right is answer. Is there a difference? No. No, oh, the, okay. the words are, ornithologists tend to use the word bill more often, but, you know, don't let them sway you. If you want to say beak, you say beak, because it's, it's the same thing. And it was just some of that trickery, or 4-H, because the kids were always so smart, they didn't want to get them 100% on everything, so they tried <laughs> to throw them off once in a while. Oh, here's a good one. Somebody asked, why are there, they're all good ones, but why are there so many squirrels on college campuses? Yeah, anybody spent time on a college campus, there's squirrels. They're everywhere. And a campus provides a squirrel with a good living and maybe a good education, too, I hope. Uh, some are more at home, I think, at a uh, college than are many of the students. And if a squirrel believed in reincarnation, I think college would be where the good squirrels go. Uh, the ubiquitous squirrels relish a verdant campus with limited traffic, uh, very few free-roaming dogs, large trees that provide food and nesting sites, handouts, and litter that can be turned into food by a resourceful rodent. Squirrels are bold because they believe in what they're doing. They know students have treats in those backpacks, and they teach the scholars to hand them over or face the wrath of a squirrel's hissy fit. Uh, how did squirrels get there in the first place? Well, this is just my theory, but I believe a squirrel may be the one of the most common gifts for high school graduates. It's kind of a secret, but I think that's how. And they bring them to college, and then, of course, they grow apart once they get to college, which so often <laughs> happens in cases like that. We've all been there. So it's, uh, it, it's just a perfect place to be a squirrel. You have food, shelter, and you're fairly secure there. You don't have a whole lot of enemies, and, uh, and college kids just... You know, you love pulling something out, and here's a, a part of my Twinkie or whatever is the, the food of the day. And squirrels are very happy to get it. What? Let, would you talk a little bit about, about a possum? On one of the sites I'm on, they showed a picture of a, a possum, and, and somebody said, well, you know, leave the opossums because they eat a lot of insects, including mosquitoes and things, and I don't think they harm anything else. Is that the case? Case? Yeah, I don't think they're bothersome at all. Um, you know, there's probably 
some gardeners will say, well, you know, Did we lose Albat? Um, well, I can't hear him anymore. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we unfortunately did. Well, I'll just kind of watch have... for a moment here and see if he pops back on. Here we thought, well, maybe he did like I did the other day where I accidentally oh, clicked myself back. out. Here comes Al. Okay, thanks, Dwayne. He's connected, connected again, again, I think. I think. Here I am. Did you accidentally connect yourself? yourself? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did that yesterday? Oh, I think possums are, are fine. They, uh, you know, they will eat ticks. I get all these emails uh, that have been through the social media because you can see there's a forward, 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 and saying that they will eat these incredible amounts of uh, wood ticks, and they will certainly yeah, sure. eat, eat ticks, but they pick the ones that are on their body and eat oh. those so i don't think they're out there saying boy you know what i'm gonna eat today i'm gonna eat wood ticks I, they are omnivores and they will eat just about anything and uh, that will probably be on occasion something from your garden but i don't think of them as a major predator of garden plants so i i i don't mind them at all i think they're kind of neat and they have a tough time crossing roads, so they yes. have a lot of other things to worry about. So I, you know, live and let Why live. is that thing you see so many opossums? Uh, is it because they're just super slow, or, or why is it? Or they're not very bright? Because <laughs> I do see a lot of opossums on the side of roads, I swear. They have really bad eyesight, too. They all need to get to some sort of... Uh, opticians and i i watched one here in the yard and it was walking and it walked right into a shepherd's hook just walked right into the pole <laughs> so they just they aren't very good but they can smell and this poor little guy I felt sorry for him so i think i threw out an apple part of an apple a core and it landed right by him and of course he heard it and he smelled it and he went right over and grabbed it and took off with just uh, you know with that we talk about grinners somebody uh it's a nickname for possums and this possum was grinning he was just a happy camper somebody asked what kind of bird is Snoopy's buddy Woodstock? Good question. Is he a canary? Yeah, I, a canary, and I, I used to look at it and I thought, well, maybe it's a goldfinch, maybe it's a yellow warbler. And Charles Schultz, of course, was the creator of the Peanuts comic strip and of Woodstock. A friend of mine in Laura, named Laura Erickson lives in Duluth. And she wrote him in 1996 and said, what kind of bird is Woodstock? That was, that was pretty much her whole letter. I just need to know. And he wrote back and he said that Woodstock and Snoopy hadn't been able to figure out what kind of bird Woodstock was. Oh. So right from the proverbial horse's mouth is nobody knows. I guess even Woodstock doesn't know what kind he is, but... I've got a little Woodstock here somewhere. I don't see him now, but he's uh, usually watching me from somewhere, a little yellow guy, and I appreciate his company. Appreciate you, Karen. It's, uh, it's a whole new world out there, and I hope everybody stays healthy and well and uh, we get everything uh, 
uh, back to, well, we don't want it just to be like it used to be. We want it to be much better than it even used to be. So uh, it's my hope for everybody that uh, everybody stays well. Uh, some of the cafes will be opening a little bit more, so it won't be all uh, drive-through. I had I've went through drive-throughs a couple of times. I can't remember the last time I ever went through a drive-through, and now when I, when my wife allows me to go along, I have to sit in the car and behave. But <laughs> I will get to go through a drive-through. It's like when you take your dog along, say now behave, and we'll we'll go through the drive-through, and the dog says. All right, all right, I got it. I'll behave. That's me. I uh, I do want to mention that my neighbor Crandall stopped by. Uh, Crandall has stopped saving the dishes. I don't know if you did that when you were young. Save the dishes. It meant to put them away. You got to save the dishes. You wash them, and then you put them in the cupboard. And he stopped saving the dishes because he's gone to paper plates. And I bet there's a lot of bachelors have done that. And he's not a uh, complete Neanderthal with cardboard tableware. His two forks are both metal. And he has the five-second rule, of course, that everybody does in his house. And that's because now it takes him five seconds, he says, to bend down that low and pick up drop food from the floor. But he said he's not worried about pro sports. We hear a lot about pro sports, when they're going to go and everything. He said, you know, he figures they can take care of themselves. But he does wish those events would start soon so people would have something else to argue about other than politics. And I think that's a good point. Thank you all for getting along, not arguing. And boy, thanks for looking at all the birds. It's, it's incredible. Uh, I was telling my wife, I've never seen so many catbirds and indigo buntings in our yard ever. And it's just a treat seeing them. Karen, be well. I always look forward to these visits with you. And, and keep an eye. You, are you going to name the Cardinals? You know, I haven't thought about it, but I bet my boys will think of something. Their excitement at the lake house now is there are garter snakes. And right now they are so enthralled with garter snakes that I don't think the Cardinals will even pique their interest. But uh, garter snakes are king right now. And so uh, where is the best place I can go to find those, Al, the garter snakes? I mean, I've seen them around the garden and stuff, but where do they generally hide? them out in the woods i'd walk out there and on the we had cow paths all through the woods and they were always hunting around rocks they like rocks okay they liked brush piles and they liked oh, old stumps i'd find them around old stumps sometimes i'd turn over a rotted log and they'd be around that so they would be places where they can, where mice would hang out and um, some insects and that sort of thing, so small mice. So they'd be hanging out everywhere a young boy would like to hang out, I think. Awesome. awesome. Well, great to chat with you as always, and we appreciate you. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Okay, until then, happy bird watching. Thanks, Karen. Bye. All right, bye-bye.